Gather around friends new and old and welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I am your host, David. And I am your other host, Philip. And we are sitting here right next to each other, recording yes. through the same microphone as we've never done before. And we had a lot of plans for this trip that you had, <laughs> um, for the podcast, that is. We, we, we're going to record at least three episodes. This is a, unfortunately only the second. Just things got in the way. Things got in the way. Uh, partially vacation. Vacation yes. mindset got in the way. Yes. And then some canceled guests got in the way. Yes. Uh, and I, it's fine I'll say it because I know he's not listening. I'm not going to say his name, but yeah. Guest canceled on us. Uh, <laughs> which kind of threw a spanner in the in the works, as they say. And here we are. We're recording a second episode uh, together. Yeah, yeah. It's been... Uh, this will be not only our last podcast together, together, but even today is our last well, day for together. for a while. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I meant in person. Yes. In person. In person. Well, not... but even then, f- for a while, but not... Hopefully not forever. No, no. Not for me. Maybe for you. I don't know if I've been annoying you, but... Uh, no, it's... Uh, it is the end of an era. A, a small but poignant era. And you know what? After this... We're going to go celebrate, and we're going to get some Dutch pancakes. But we have business to get to first. Mm-hmm. So besides a guest canceling on us, and again, we can keep on saying that because we know the guest is not listening. <laughs> no, he's, he's definitely not. <laughs> but because uh, besides that, there was one other wrench in the in the monkey bars mm-hmm. so to speak there was one more thing that really got to the to the issue of of why besides my own laziness why we only have two episodes from this trip and not the three that we had originally three wanted. or more three or I, more I, yeah i had imagined we might record even more than that you know uh, we had no shortage of ideas i mean the the big thing that happened was i lost my suitcase and you know what that seemed to have been a theme for both of us, as I have lost my luggage, or not my luggage, sorry, you lost your luggage, I lost my wallet, uh, and so we thought, why not, let, let's talk about lost items, and, and it's specifically, we'll talk about our stories of how we lost our stuff. Mm. So, why don't you go first, how did you lose your luggage, and why did it matter? Why did oh it matter? Because this is pain, this is therapy, we need to go through yeah, this, David. must we? Um, I... I, so we were flying from London together to Dublin as part of the trip, mm-hmm. and we were flying on the 5th of November, and that same day was a big rugby match between Ireland and South Africa, which is my you know home country team, uh, whom I've supported since, I don't know, since I can remember. So like it was an opportunity. I, I searched, I scoured... Scoured. That's the you word. Scoured, right? scoured the internet Very for tickets. Um, I I found them. I got tickets. We didn't even know if they were legitimate. That's how far. Well, no. Okay. Like... When I bought them, I didn't know they were legitimate. Okay. And, but then when they got sent to me, I was like, okay, these are real tickets because it took me comfort. through the official I- Irish rugby website. Or okay. Something. So, okay. So I thought they were legit tickets, but but I didn't know that until I had already got them and paid for them. So, <laughs> um, but but we got the tickets. So the problem was the game was at like five thirty. The kickoff was at five thirty mm-hmm. at the stadium, and our our flight only got in just after three as scheduled. 
time of arrival. So, which is so a very I knew, narrow time. Yeah, it was that, yeah to get from an airport, we had to get to the Airbnb to drop off our bags. Yeah, we're not bringing our suitcases. We can't bring suitcases to, to the, the stadium. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey um, don't mind us. So yeah, so we we had to get get to the Airbnb drop Airbnb drop off our bags and then get to the stadium in time for kickoff. Um, and it was going to be possible. It was going to be possible, but you know, a little tight on time. So we. We uh, we so flew. You're... There there were delays uh, getting off the the tarmac, which was a, obviously oh had, my had my God, yeah. my nerves uh, going. I was really worried we were going to miss the game. And you were even so worried that you prepped me like before we even yeah. got on the plane because we we sat separately. Yes. We had to sit separately. I sat towards the front of the plane. You sat near the end, and you had prepped me. You said, "Philip, I I I know that you uh, you're walking a little slower than I do, which is fine. You, you're walking a little slower than I am." So I just want you to know, when you get out of the plane, just go to baggage claim. Just go to baggage claim. Make sure that you pick up your bags because I want to make sure that you're you're getting through. Pick up your your uh, bag as quickly as possible, and we'll we'll meet each other at the taxis. Like we were, like it was all hands on deck to get out as quickly as possible. Yes, and with the delays, I, I again my nerves were going crazy. We got to the gate. The plane pulled up at the gate at maybe 3.20-something. Yeah. So we still had enough time. I, actually, I was sitting next to this guy who was also going to the game. Really? Uh, yeah, and he was telling me he was Irish, and he was telling me all about how Dublin, like, oh, I would never wait for the bus. It's just too much of a pain in the butt. And I was like, oh, damn, okay. And he was like, yeah, I'm just going to pay for a taxi. It should cost, um, it should cost like, 20-something euros. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that's actually not too bad for what we're getting. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to pay for a taxi. And so he, um, so I, that, that kind of settled my nerves, but I knew still, like, we got to get out as quickly as possible. And, and so we were waiting. I was in the very last row of the plane, which was obviously meant, like, I have to wait for everyone to get out before I can get out. That was until we pulled up at the gate, and then they opened not just the front door of the plane, but the back door of the plane, and they started unloading from both ends. <laughs> Sorry. I'm immature and, for that. <laughs> and, and so I was like, amazing. What a stroke of luck. So uh, as the guy, the guy who was sitting next to me, he was literally only going for the game, staying the night, and flying back to London uh, the next morning. So he was like... He was gone. Spirit. Yeah, yeah. He was he was gone, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going too." You know, I grabbed my backpack from the floor, and I left the plane. Got went through, uh, went into the terminal through secure uh, through passport control, and then realized I left my my pull along bag, my cabin bag, in the overhead locker, which is obviously completely stupid of me. I fully realized that, but but man, I, I immediately went to the desk and and asked them to you know like to retrieve it for me, and they went and they and they came back with nothing and. And, and, what, and I've been through uh, the like just a horrible, horrible week uh, trying to track down a way to get my bag back. And and part and of that, it's led to nothing so far. Yeah, yeah. So to this to this recording, which is nearly a week afterwards, it's over a week afterwards. Over a week afterwards, we we still have not found it. Something yeah. that was left on the plane in like those top overhead compartments. Yeah, is was not found. Like either not found, misplaced, and part of the problem. There, is, I could go. I could talk for an, an hour about. All the things that don't make sense and how like dysfunctional the system is. Obviously, when when they lose your luggage that was in the hold, that's on them, and they'll go, you know, yes. they'll go to the ends of the earth to try to get you your luggage back, or at least they they do sometimes. 
but at least there's a system in place there, and it's on them, and then they can at least either compensate you or get your get you your bag back. There's nothing in place like that for people who lose stuff on the plane. Like it's like, kind of like it, if you might get it back, and if not, then you're yeah, out of luck. It's your, it's on you, bro. And what was in what was like some of the things in that bag? One of the reasons why we we couldn't yeah, record as much I mean, as we wanted because yeah, in that bag, in that bag were were two of my microphones. It's it's painful. Yeah, and, 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 those, and that's not. I mean, like they're not obviously ultra professional mic, but they are like worth some money. Yeah, uh, to replace them is not not um, be on cheap. my salary at least. It's yeah. not a. Just a, a small a nothing thing, yeah. And yeah. and there was a lot of like personal items in there, like nothing worth. Like I I didn't have my diamond rings in there. I didn't have my laptop in there. Thank goodness, yeah. you know. Oh, but wow. but but the things add up. And there were certain items in there that that were that were very personal to me. That there were gifts that I had bought for for people. That's right. There were gifts that people had bought for me that I you know like I, a little bag of dice, which is. Again, not worth a whole lot, but it was a gift, you know, and, and I, to, to lose that just sucks, man. It, it brings a pall around you all, all the time, knowing that you lost something that, again, really has that emotional value to you more than, than whatever it could worldly be. Yeah, yeah. I, and what's funny, what, what, well, not funny, not funny haha, just, just odd. Earlier that day, I don't know if you remember this, but earlier that day, you and me were, we had to go through all the, the subways and, and through the, the trains and, and everything to get to the airport. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, we exited. Again, we were in a hurry. We were trying to get and make our flight. And I exit a train. I'm going forward. I have my luggage. Line. Yes, going with my luggage, going forward, have my glasses, have everything with me. The one thing I don't have with me is my backpack. I forgot to bring my backpack, and luckily, and you pointed this out, the guy was like, hey, and then you turned yeah, this around. this guy, like, because the London Underground, if you're not familiar with it, the doors close, and they, they're closed, and the train goes. It's not like, uh, I don't know, It's some undergrounds are different, but... Because I left my bag yeah, on the train. He left, he, he left his bag on the train. All I hear is, as I'm getting off, I, I've got my two yeah. giant suitcase, well, one giant suitcase, one medium-sized suitcase, and my backpack on my back. And, and I just hear this guy yelling. I, both of us have our headphones yes. on. Luckily, I think my music was paused, and I hear this guy like yelling, like, hey, 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 and he'd like shoved Phil's backpack into the doors to stop them from closing, which I, which prevented the train from leaving. That guy is... Yeah, you said at the moment, and I turned around, and I was like, oh, my God. And you're like, that guy is your hero. He totally was. So the only reason why I brought it up was it's just so weird that how a turn of events... I could have very easily lost my backpack, which if had that happened, I guarantee you, guarantee you, you don't lose yours. My, my, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. It should have served as a warning, but I mean, and that sucks, but. You know what the funny thing is, is that it was a full flight and they had announced right before the flight, if you have a big, if you have a big like carry on, like a large carry on, we're going to check it, especially if you're in the back half of the plane. And I was like, I guess they're going to, because I was in the last row. I was like, I was in the, 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 you know, the, the boondocks as. Yeah. Near the lavatories. Yeah. Yeah, Right in front of the lavatories. Like. I was like, for sure they're going to check my bag. If You know, if they're checking anyone's bag, it's going to be my bag. It's a big bag. It was know? big. And I, so the the ironic thing is that if they had checked it... You would have checked it. I No, if they had checked the bag, I would never have lost it. I would, yeah. I would have found it on the other side. And we wouldn't have been late because we had loads of time. 
We had we had enough time to get to the, the game as it was, and that was with us staying at the airport for an extra forty five minutes with me like begging someone to help me and get my bag back. And then eventually we gave up, went to the game, and then I came back another day while we were in Dublin to the airport, look for it, and ask people for help. And no one is helpful. No one is helpful. It's been horrible. But anyway, so that's not even where it ends here, right? No. So. We parted ways in Dublin, in Ireland. There were three parts of this trip, as you may recall, or if you're first time listening. There were three parts of this trip, at least for me. For me, one, come here to Amsterdam. Amsterdam. I don't know why I made it so American. Amsterdam. And we, I visit you and your family. I visit the, the Hague. I visit the Netherlands as a whole, yada, yada, yada. Uh, that's, that was leg one for me. Leg two, visiting England with you. And you have some friends, you have some locale there, you're, you're scouting for, uh, for, for an upcoming business opportunity for you, mm. um, and uh, what have you. But you've done that, you've lived and done that. The third leg was that we were going to go visit Ireland mm-hmm. and, together, and you would have three days there to visit, and I'd have four days to myself. Well, we finally, we parted ways, and, so, and then I went to my, went my merry way and stayed in Ireland, and uh, on my last day there alone... I I went on a mini adventure for myself from what I guess would be one side of the country to the other, which sounds more ridiculous, but remember, this is Ireland, so it's just like more so one side of the island to the other side of the island. Uh, and it was it's a long story on that, but I essentially took a two-hour bus from one side to the other, and I didn't... I, I was this close, David. I was this close to getting to my actual destination, hmm. but what happened to you happened to me where a bus never came. The final leg of my journey in that particular part, the bus never came. And and it was just long enough where it's like a 20-minute a drive, but it was so far away driving, or sorry, walking, and over highway, and over like unwalkable areas that I could not get to where I wanted to go. It was frustrating there, and the next bus would be in an hour I was already working on limited time as the sun sets here at like freaking 7 p.m. Not, not to mention... No, you, you mean like 3, 4 p.m. Yeah, it, it, it's ridiculously low. So I, I figured by the time I actually got there, if I waited for yet another bus, I would be walking in the dark with everything in the area closed anyways. And then I'd be worrying about my time to get back, make sure that the buses, like, I have enough time for the buses to actually get back. Yada, yada, yada. So I decided to come back. I'm already in a in a dampened mood because I wasn't able to make that last part of my journey. And so I'm finally coming back. I, I make the bus from two hours all the way over. And I, I make it to a stop. And it's raining. And it's a weird rain, David, where it's not like a mist. It's just like a, like a wall of water where it's not pouring. But you walk forward almost like a mister. But it's cold. Like, Florida has had this before for me, where it's warm and it's damp and everything. But this was cold, and I'm just walking forward, and it's just, like, making any any open surface of my body moist. It was the weirdest... Ireland, ha- you have by far the weirdest rain system in your environment. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's odd. Anyways, the reason why I bring that up is because of that, I had to re- readjust myself. So that way, my wallet is now in my jacket pocket. My... My phone is in my is in my pants pocket, so that way it doesn't get wet. And making sure that my backpack is is held on with both, and trying to cover it up. I look down, and I see that the next bus that leaves for like within local travel 
is in three minutes. And how far does it take for me to get from one stop to the other? Three minutes. So I'm walking over there and all of a sudden I see uh, behind me, I see a bus that looks like my bus. I'm like L54, that's the bus. And I look up and it's a little ways away. So I'm like, oh shoot. So in order to kind of kind of get there, I got to run. And so I run and uh, I get managed to make the bus I go, yada, yada, yada. I get to my final destination. And I arrive near my hotel. And I decide, for whatever reason, to go in and and get some butter for a piece of bread that I had, I had had earlier in the day. I'm working on limited funds here. So I, I get, and I, I get a piece of butter at the Circle Can. I go to pay for it with my wallet. It's gone. My wallet is gone. And, and and it just it, it it destroys me. Luckily, luckily, first first fiasco avoided. I have my passport back in my room. So that was that was my biggest worry. Where I'm like, I don't have my passport. That is like the only thing. How do I get out of this country if I don't have my? <laughs> I, I have my passport. Second second worry then becomes how do I get enough money to get to the airport without without money. I don't have a right, cards. We had been told. Well, for you, ha- you had didn't have your cards, but I mean, even if you were able to register a card on Apple Pay, for example, none of the taxis or buses or anything take card payments in Ireland. In Ireland, which is a developed country, it blew my mind. They I was like, only accept your, cash. How is your public transport system this? outdated it's unbelievable and beyond that david then think about the next step i would have to go on a bus and they only take cash right yeah so it wasn't a matter of how much money it wasn't like i was running low on money it just it was a matter of i didn't have any money so i had about six euros in change in my pocket that i had kept and so i made a gamble and i decided that i'm going to use what limited funds i have left to go back to the scene of the crime because I went to my, my bus station. I'm checking my pockets. I'm checking it all. And I have a bus that's going north that I took. And the bus that's coming back in the opposite direction, I, I thought, you know what? Maybe that's the bus that I left my wallet on. And so I have to run to go catch it up. And as I'm running, it hits me. I think, I put my wallet. Where did I put it? I put it in my jacket. It must have fallen out when I was running. When I was running, it must have fallen out. So I go back to the stop that that happened and I'm walking so up. So you take a bus all the way back to that I stop? I pay with what little money I have left to go there because that is my only hope. I was like, mm. that is my only hope of actually getting my money, or at least some way to get money to get to my, uh, to get to the airport in the morning in like in seven hours now. I'm working on a time crunch on multiple ways. And so I go back to the stop. I have the flashlight on. I'm using the torch and all of a sudden I... <laughs> Sorry, mom. Uh, I I I see my condom on <laughs> on the ground on the concrete, and I know it's mine because it's uh, it's it's blue. It's it's like it's just it's very it's a very noticeable one that I I don't think you could find in Ireland. It's somewhat old, whatever. It's wet, and I'm like, that's mine. And of course, I look around. The wallet's not there. So for me, that was confirmation. Oh my god. That that must have been where it fell, and I know it now fell out of my pocket because that was in my wallet. So therefore, it had to have fallen out of then the wallet, or whoever picked up the wallet decided I do not. I, need, I do not need. This. I do not need this. No, no, it's <laughs> far too. No, no. Um. Anyways, and so I, I'm I'm just depressed. I'm distressed. 
I wait for the next bus because it's like scheduled to come in 30 minutes and it's the last bus. But I'm like, okay, since I have like 30 minutes, I might as well go up and down. David, I'm telling you, I'm going through gutters. I'm going through through trash trashes because I'm thinking, what if whoever took this wallet, what if they just, they wanted the money, which is fine. Right? I mean, in my mind, I may, I'm making a bar. I'm going through all the steps of depression. I'm, I'm bargaining. I'm like to the, to the powers that be. All right. Just give me the wallet and at least leave the important stuff. Take the cash. Take take take, take the euros. I don't need that. Like, enjoy the 60. If that's what you needed in life, whatever. If, if somebody needed that more than I did, fine. I Just give me some way to pay through. I'm, I'm negotiating. And so I'm thinking maybe they took the money and they threw away the wallet, whatever. I'm going through the gutters. Maybe it, it somehow in the, in the misty way, in the misty rain, it, it slid into a gutter. I'm going through the pub. I'm giving them your information. I'm giving them my information in case they find it later. Yeah, I'm going through all this i talk to the to a bus that comes up i get on the wrong bus david and so i go even further my hotel is is southeast i go northwest like it is it is the worst night david and so i make one stop i just get to one stop and i'm like oh oh i made a mistake and so i get off and the next bus that would have that would have helped me is is 15 minutes away and the and the last pickup is in five minutes I couldn't even run if I wanted to to make this because it's up a hill. And so I look, when's the next departure? None. It's the last one. The next one is at 6 a.m. So in order to get to my hotel, I have to walk an additional two hours. An additional two hours, David. I get to my hotel and I'm telling, I have to stop halfway. I go to a pub. They're like, we're closed. I'm like, please just, just tap water. I am so thirsty. I'm like distressed. I'm just, I get to my hotel. I get in, uh, there's, there's four German kids at the, the desk trying to figure out why they need to pay twice. There's three of them who don't speak English. One who kind of does. Yes. I, I just need to, I, I need to know, uh, how do I pay with, why am I paying these, uh, these plays, you know, whatever. I I'm so I'm so disoriented. I can't even do a fake accent. Um, and so I sit down. I'm just exhausted. I've I've had a full day, and I'm only going to be able to get three hours of sleep at this point before I even have a chance to 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 go and figure out this fiasco. If I can even do that, maybe I need to walk to the airport. And so I finally get to the to the hotel lobby desk, and the guy's like trying to dual wield and help both of us because I'm like, "Hello," and he says, "Hi, uh, how can I help you?" I say, "I'm in room blah blah blah. My last name blah blah blah." He's like, "Last name is what?" I was like, "Last name." He looks down. He's like, "All right, here's your wallet." (laughs) I said, "What?" He's holding. He's like, "This is your wallet." Yes. I'm shocked, David. David. He has to ask three times because I'm in dumb belief. I, I'm about to cry in front of these German kids, in front of the nice man. I think security came to me because I didn't go through proper protocols to get back because I didn't have my hotel key because it was in my wallet. But the guy asked three times, and by the third time, he's saying, this is your wallet, right? Like, it went from like, hey, here's your wallet to, wait, is this your actual wallet? I was like, uh, yes, that is my wallet. I look in, the money's there, the identification's there. <laughs> David, God. it was all there. I said, how? Like, that was all I could muster from my throat. How? And he said, the police found it. And they confirmed with us because they found the hotel key. that I, I indeed oh, wow. went there. And they dropped it off. And so, had I just not gone back on the bus, it eventually would have found its way to me. But I had to go through, through the nine purgatories of hell to walk back. 
to lose sleep, to go through all this exhaustion just to find my wallet again. And God bless Ireland. That God bless those blessed people. Again, they could have kept the money. I would not have been upset had I got it back and at least had all my important cards. But on top of that, what blew my mind was the money. You know what? You know what the the silver lining on this 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 happy ending is? Yeah, is that you also got your condom back? I, I you know what's funny? <laughs> I did keep that because as soon as I found it on the ground, I'm like, apparently this is my lucky condom. This is like, I even if I'm never gonna it. it it was soaked in rain, so I mean, it's, it, I, I'm never going to actually... It's, it will never have a purpose, other than to be just a lucky condom now. But my God, man. My wow. God. So I wanted to talk with you. After that story, after that happy ending, after finding it all, I just had one question for you. Because I trust me, I went through the full degree, and I, I wish for nothing but that alleviation of you to actually find it. But in the meantime, what would you say is worse? The actual missing of something... And thinking about like every and just going over everything that you've lost and and like now like going forward without that stuff, or the just in your mind the beating yourself up of oh god what could I have done to prevent this what the steps that I could have easily have taken to just prevent this because for me it was like why did I put it in my jacket pocket it was overstuffed it was it was just I I I didn't need to do that I could have kept it in my pants I could have put it in my freaking backpack. Like, why did I put it there? For you, I know that you kept on murmuring oh, time and time again in my presence that if I'd have just freaking taken it, if I'd have just, if I'd have just taken one step to just to actually grab it, that was, that was so simple. Well, for me, it was actually, because uh, I mean, that in the moment, like it wasn't even, it didn't even occur to me that I had a bag yeah. in the overhead compartment. Like I, I completely, because so often these days they check your, your, your hand luggage. Yeah. If you have like a bit, a larger piece, because the smaller one that fits under the seat in front of you, I always put my backpack in the seat in front of me, um, under the seat in front of me, uh, not in the overhead bins because I I like to keep that close. And so often they check my 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 carry on anyway, so I'm not even I'm not even that used to having it on the plane. Yeah, like I, it's usually ends up in the hold anyway. So so that was like I'm not that frustrated with myself for forgetting that. I mean, obviously I am, but what Compared frustrates me. Is so I have an air tag on my keys. Yeah, is that I didn't keep because my keys open up my house in the Netherlands. We were traveling through England and Ireland. I had my keys in my jacket pocket. Why? So you can find yourself. So I, why? I mean, <laughs> oh. I've done it before. Where like when I traveled, when when I went went to Spain, I I I was going to check my suitcase. Recently, some family members had lost luggage through like checked luggage rather. And so I I um I left my my keys with the air tag in the suitcase so even if they lose it at least you know I can tell them it. look it's over here it's in this room in the airport go get it or it's in it's f- in this airport it's in Rome go yeah. get it <laughs> you know like whatever and I know where it is you know in that case and I could I could I could have had my keys I should have had my keys in that bag, even though I I, ch- I had it with me, I I carried it on with me. Yeah. I could have put my keys in it, and then I would know exactly where it is right now. Because right now, what I'm de- dealing with is like we got to to Ireland, and the the bag was left on the plane. They're supposed to take it off. They're not like safety reasons dictate Alone, that they, yeah. yeah they're not supposed to leave something that's been left on the plane on the plane. It's you know whatever. So it should have come off the plane, but if it didn't, it would have gone back to London. 
So I've been checking London as well. Like I've been ta- calling people there. And then, you know, and then if it, if somehow it managed to stay on the plane for five more flights, it could have ended up in Aberdeen, Athens, Barcelona, Stockholm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, wherever that plane decided to. So I don't know. To answer checked. your question, I, 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 it's, I don't know. It's impossible to answer really because yeah. um, I think it's, it's more losing, losing the, the stuff because, because even when I had lost it, I really believed that there would be some kind of lost and found system in place to get it back to me. You would think. You would think. But it seems that that system doesn't doesn't work at all. It's unbelievable it's to me. It's not even that it doesn't exist. So right now what I'm not I'm not struggling with I mean obviously it it hurts that it's my fault and and I'm like beating myself up about it, but it really just hurts so much more that I've lost all that stuff. Yeah. I understand. Well, we can hope those who want to, who can pray about Brada and um, hopefully in an episode or two Maybe. we'll uh, we'll we'll find it. So, all right, let's let's move along to some lighter stuff. This episode of Powwow Podcast is sponsored by Sides. Meet Sides, S I D E S, an app that helps you take the law into your own hands. Turn ordinary agreements into binding contracts in seconds. Then if a dispute arises, Sides will step in to resolve it for you. What, Phil, that one, that was supposed to be my line. What did we agree to in the contract? I don't know. I, I guess we can use Sides to settle this dispute because each dispute costs a small one-time fee. And if you win, which I will, it's all awarded back to you. Sign up now and get 16% off for a limited time only. Our mini segment for this week is Fun Factoid. So we each have two facts, well, two statements prepared, yes. two pieces of information, one true, one false. And we're going to try to try to trip up the other. So why don't you go first? Me go first? All right. David, the mist shrew of Brazil mm. is the mammal with the smallest reproductive organs currently known. Or the second factoid... The fully erect rhinoceros stature can extend to two and a half feet and is shaped like a lightning bolt. <laughs> uh, Which is the fake factoid? Two and a half feet is sizable. The shaped like a lightning bolt kind of kind of seems like something you would have made up. So I'm going to go. With, that's the fake one, and the the mist shrew or whatever it was. Right is the real fact that has the tiniest genitals. Apparently, David, all rhinoceri, that are wizard. Because apparently it's true. They are shaped like a lightning bolt. Wow. And two and a half feet when extended yeah. to the fullest degree of the law, apparently. That's so right. that is co- completely correct. I made a, I don't even know if there's a missed shrew. I don't even oh, know if there's sounds... shrews in Brazil, but there we go. Possibly? I don't know. Okay. You had to make yours about penises. I am doing this on the fly because I totally forgot to prepare something. So, <laughs> so your first fact, two unrelated facts, is that uh, almonds are a member of the peach family. Okay. And your second fact is there are 104 different ways to make change of a dollar. I'm going to say that the fake fact is actually the 104 ways... To make a dollar. I bet that there's more. I bet that you flub the number under. Right? It's like 401. 
You're absolutely right, except it's uh, 293. Oh, okay. So you, you got me. You got me. I feel like you're better at this game than I am. I, I, I'm very good at sniffing out the BS. Yeah. <laughs> so as we have griped about earlier, David, we have no guests here today, so we're going to go a little old school for all of you who've, uh, who are faithful listeners and have listened to Been early... Since the beginning. Yes, yeah, since the beginning. We're going to just play against each other, yeah. and it's going to be violent. Somebody may not live, but the podcast will go on, I assure you. It will. You. So, David, would you like to go first or second on this game? I would like to go second. Second. Yes. Okay, so then let me, uh, I guess my rendition of the game is that I will be giving you five separate questions. Upon answering each question, I want you to give me a score of zero to five, and that will be based off of your own confidence on how sure you are and how much of a wager you would be willing to place on how certain the answer is. And for every time you get it right, that score will be added to your score. And every time you are incorrect, it will be deducted from your score. So for instance, if you get a question right and you wagered three points, your score is now three points. And if your next question you get wrong and you wagered five, you are down by two points. Does that make sense? Makes absolute sense. Wonderful. All right. So this is all to do with our trip. <laughs> so <laughs> <At least> is mine. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. We can ricochet if you want. Shall then, we yeah, ricochet? That's why I wanted right. mine to stand on its own. But yeah. All right, so then we shall ricochet. Your game plays at least conceptually the same as mine. Yes. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so first of all, my first question here. How many bikes are last reported to be within the whole of the Netherlands? The whole of the Netherlands. Option A, or one, or first one, 15 million. B, 15 million and one. <laughs> C, 23 million. Or D, 28 million. The two last two are 23 and 28? That is correct. Well, I know it's one of those because I know that there's more bicycles than people here and there's about 18 million people. So. I decided to be generous and give you a, a, <laughs> an easier one off the top. I just don't know if it's 23 or 28. I mean, 28 is... I'm going to go with 28. That's 28 million. You're going to go with 28. What would you like to wager on that? Uh, oh, yeah, right. I've got to... Yes, yes. <laughs> I think I'm going to wager... Three points. Three points on 28. Yes. David, I'm excited to say you are down three points oh, to start no. off the game. It's 23. And, and there is a chance that we end this game and the winner is just who sucked less. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David, your turn. You say there's a chance. There, yeah, if it, anything, it's likely. Yeah. Well, this is more personal. Ooh. We went to see Ireland versus South Africa in an international rugby match. What was the score? Ooh. Was it 17 to 15, 21 to 16, 19 to 16, or 18 to 10? I feel pretty good that it's going to be... I will go where you did with a 3. I will wager a 3. Mm -hmm. And I will go with option B, 21-16, because the only reason why I say that is that by the end of that game, I remember thinking and talking to you and saying that it's a close game and that I believe that the only way that it could win or that it could happen is that they needed a touchdown or points equivalent a try a try in order to in order to win the game outright well i'm delighted to say that we are tied at ah, minus three dang it what was the score <laughs> it was 19 to 16 you were right that they would have needed oh. a try to win but they could have kicked a penalty 
Damn. to tie the game at 19 all. So Ireland won 19 to 16. All right, we go to merry old England for my next one. The first fish and chips shop opened in Oldham, Lancashire. I, I, I just I <laughs> Lancashire, to you. Yeah. Lancashire. Yeah, I look to you to, to correct me on my pronunciation <laughs> for English of all things. Uh, in the year of our Lord, 1660, okay. 1760, oh. 1860, or 1960. The first fish and chip shop. First fish and chips shop. Hmm. I'm going to wager four. Okay. I want to get into the positive. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to say 1960. It's going to go with 1960. You were right to go somewhat earlier, but it is indeed in 1860 that we were looking for I mean, here. More recent, not more, earlier. Yeah, yeah, more recent. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's right. So it's minus four, so you have a score of minus negative seven <laughs> right now. Negative seven. All right. Yay. My turn. Yes, your turn. Philip, you bought yourself a cookie when we visited Covent Garden oh. in London. Yeah, I bought us both cookies. I yes. bought us both cookies. Yes. What was the name of the cookie place? Ah! Oh! Was it Bob's Cookies, Bill's Cookies, Biff's Cookies, <laughs> or Ben's Cookies? You, you got to admit, the only reason why you put Biff in this is because we saw <laughs> Back to the Future of the Musical, right? Okay. Exactly. All right. Yeah. All right. Good, good, good. All right. So I'm 100% confident it's not that one. Uh, I would have remembered that. Wow. I Strategically, I was going to go something as bold as two, but I actually feel very certain about this. I'm going to go... How much are you wagering? I'm going to go with five. Five? On... D was Ben's cookies? Ben's cookies. I'm going to go with D. Five on D. And you get it right. Oh, God bless you, Ben! So, I think it's fair, since I'm leading, that we should switch, and I should go first on this third question. Okay. All right, well, on that subject, we went to go see Back to the Future of the Musical on the West End. What was the name of the opening number? Gotta start somewhere. Ah. It's only a matter of time. No time like the pre- uh, the like the present, or it's all relative. I don't know if you can answer this, but out of question, did you make up any of these titles, or are all these in the musical? It's a mix. Okay, okay. Cause I, that, bravo to you. They all sound like they should have been in this. <laughs> two of the, if you made up two of those, two of those should have been in there. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, I believe option B was it's all about time. It's only a matter. Of it's time. only a ma- oh yeah. I'm gonna go with. Option B, and I will wager, to just make it fun, I will go plus, I will wager two. I will wager two points. Got it. So you said B, it's only a matter of time? Yes. It's correct. Woo! It's correct. So I am... Score of plus four, and I'm minus seven. (laughs) Yes. All right, your next question. Your third question. Yes. We still stick in England. Who set the record for the highest attended Wembley Stadium concert? At least out of these four. It may have may have changed, but out of these four. Adele, Madonna, Taylor Swift, or Queen? Adele, Madonna, Taylor Swift, or Queen? Now, I would love for it to be Queen, but I think it's going to be Adele or Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, actually, no, it's, the, it's London, so I'm going to go with Adele. And I'm gonna wager four points because I need to. I need to catch you, you up. You need here. to make up some ground. Yeah. 
And indeed you do with 98,000 in attendance. Adele does yeah. hold the record between those two. I, I think the only one who comes close is Ed Sher- Sheeran. Ed Sheeran, yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't check his numbers. All right, I'm still in the lead. I'm at minus three and yeah. you're at plus four. I'm at plus quite, uh, quite a difference. Quite a difference. So uh, hit me one more time. All right. We went to see your beloved Broncos play an NFL game at Wembley in London. I hate you already. Which <laughs> which Bronco player oh. was the first to intercept a pass from Trevor Lawrence? Oh, God. Justin Simmons, Josie Jewell, <laughs> Damari Mathis, or Kawan Williams? Well, Jawusi Jewel, if he's actually on the roster, I'm embarrassed for having laughed he, because I he was. Oh wow, wow, that's crazy. All right, so I do not, I don't think it was him. But then again, all of these players were on the defensive box score that I looked at. So. Right, right. What's uh, what's hard about actually being at the game is that I. What's funny about it is that you lose a lot of the finer details that you would otherwise have available right, to you yeah. at the TV. So it's it's funny because I I just know I'm like yeah two interceptions, but uh, for who it was. I believe the only one that would make sense to me would be a Justin Simmons, but godly, I don't know what to wager on this. Uh, I would go. I'm gonna wager a point, one point on Justin Simmons. You're correct. One point. Yeah, uh, two interceptions. The other one was by Quan Williams, though. Okay. Okay. So uh, he was actually the second one that I was gonna go with. Okay. So. Well, he was the second one to intercept. <laughs> right, he right. Trevor right. Lawrence. So, okay, at least I was in there. David, it's a matter of time. Let's get back to the uh, to the uh, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. What is the name of Doc Brown's dog in 1955? In oh, 1955, no. is it Aristotle, Copernicus, Einstein, or Newton? And just a friendly tip here. I don't know yeah. if you remember this, but I remember he has two dogs in 1985 yeah, and 1955. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure 1985 is Einstein. Because I remember Marty coming back and say, like saying, and uh, yeah, um, Copernicus, Aristotle, or Newton. Newton. I don't think it's Newton. That doesn't sound right. I think it's Copernicus. I'm going to wager five points. I want the big, the big Wait, cheese. wants the big cheese. Yeah, five <laughs> points on Copernicus. The big cheesy Copernicus. Gets him five points! Way to go! We're in the positive! (laughs) Alright, so you have two points. Yes. I have, doing quick math, five Five. points. So I will go first here to set a lead for you. This this is monumental, David. Mm -hmm. Monumental. Alright, hit me. What was the name of the pub in London where we went to have Beef Wellington? Oh, was it the Grenadier? Was it the Brigadier? Damn it. Was it the Ballymore or the General's Arms? First of all, bravo to you. I, I, I knew it had to do with military. I was hoping you'd go across our, our across England and list some of the pubs that we had actually seen. A la the, the Sun's Head, uh, the, the Boar's Anus. Uh, the, the 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 whistling willows, well, everything else that could possibly be in there, but no, you you chose along the same line of where it was. David, I cannot tell you how much I need this this win. <laughs> um, I, God, I will wager two, and I will go with the Grenadier option A. 
You're correct. You're oh, correct. Thank Two points, which puts you at plus seven, right? Plus seven. Yes. And I am at plus two. Two. So no matter so what, I have to wager you five have to wager five. Goodness me. All right, David. We found out that during our tour of the Guinness Brewery, mm-hmm. that it took seven years of apprenticeship to become a cask maker. It, for those not listening who don't know, it's the the barrel upon which beer is stored or was stored back when it was. Right. Right. They were called Coopers. They were. And even then, it took some relation to you in order to be even taken on as an apprentice in the first place. Yes. But we also found out just how many cask makers were under the employment of the Guinness Brewery at its height. How many was that again? Oh, God. Was it 300? 400? 500? Or 600? Kindly. I wanted to stay in this section of the tour like the rest of the day. David said, let's move along. And I, under- I understood and I did go. But that was the most fascinating section of the tour to me. How many I of them? I don't know. I, I've got no idea. I, I read the whole plaque. I know. And it was there. I remember seeing this this figure once I uh, looked at it uh, online. No matter what, I will cut the cut the tension here. He has to wager five again. Yeah, I'll to, wager five. Yeah. To force a tie. It's just which number, 300, 400, 500, or 600, does he feel most confident in wagering? I, I oh God, I... Give us your thought process. I there's no thought process. It's just a guess. I'm really just playing mind games with with you. Try, well, like not playing mind games. I'm just trying to read how you would have framed this. Would you have like made the the correct answer the smallest and try to trick me into going higher, or the opposite, made it the highest just to make it seem like it's so many. I or something in between. I'm I'm just I'm drawn towards 400 and I can't explain why. I will spare you in knowing that it is not a high number. It is not 600 nor is it 500. But it was 300. But this is Sparta, David. This is 300. God. It was 300 cask makers. Remember, Gross. it's Ireland. It's small. You know, so 300 yeah. for them is huge. God, 400 would be so much so ridiculous yeah, compared I, to 300. Think of the children, David. Anyways, uh, so 300. Is the number. I am pleased to write down minus five in our score right here. Mm. Uh, and in our weekly scores, that will feel good to place in there to have you mm. be brought down. Because in that category, you are quite ahead of me. And, I, and actually, even then, uh, I needed this win, David. I needed this. Right, right, right. So this was a great ending for me to the vacation. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. And um, such was our trip. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well, welcome to <laughs> That Slapped. Uh, we have uh, some entertainment to share with you guys that we've been enjoying this week uh, and to want to recommend to you guys uh, to check out, whether it be a movie, a TV show, or a song. I'll start us out. Uh, last last week, I guess you yep. uh, you chose Tavlo's song "No One Dies from Love," and yep. I'm going with another one from her from that same album. Ooh, it's called Grapefruit. Yes, and I'm jamming to it. Please do. It is a very enjoyable song. It's a juicy song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know about you, but uh, being on vacation alone those four days, um, one thing that I was 
thankfully, I dare say almost therapeutically able to do was just walk around and listen to new music while walking around. Like it, it, there's nothing quite as refreshing for me, for me spe speaking about myself, as just sightseeing and being able to listen to new music and kind of order that. So one of the new songs that I was able to find was called Stick Season by Noah Kahan or Noah Kane, K-H-A-N. I don't know how to pr properly pronounce it, but Stick Season, it's just, it was, it was really hit a vibe as a, as a soft Irish breeze blew over me. It was just very nice um, and really brought home the, uh, the, the whole vibe of Ireland for me. So go and check it out. Well, thank you so much for tuning in this episode. But before we let you go, we're going to say a few thank yous to some other people. First of all, to Jake Corlang and Cass and Crossland for the music that you hear on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you to Tara Amstutz, Josh Hans, and Ryan Ardell for their wonderful contributions. Guys, couldn't do it without you. Thank you. And thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in. We're sorry that the, we did, weren't able to deliver some more in-person con uh, content. <sighs> yeah. Out on the streets, we had so many plans and it just fell through, unfortunately. But we will continue to bring you great content every week uh, for, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> so make sure to tune in, spread the word, tell your friends. We're everywhere you, where you find your favorite podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But if you've been seeing our Instagram recently, not Pandora, because screw Pandora. Oh, sir, you're going to want to go down to that pub down there. They serve fish and chips. I'm sorry, what do you what do you serve here? Fish and hips. Who wants fish and hips? Ah.